okay, well, I can't really act like, uh, you know, it's been years to do this. Uh, and the door slamming has started already in celebration. Did you hear yes. that one? Yes, I did hear it. <laughs> I'm actually Every become... Every fucking thing else is quiet, and then we have a door slam out of nowhere. <laughs> Oh God, I love it. <laughs> the mainstay. I, I don't think we could ever record this in a studio with no, you know, any kind of ambient noise in the background because I wouldn't know what to do. I I think we'd learn how to adjust. I think we think be we okay. might, but it would it would probably it would probably take a little something. And plus, you know, somebody would have to want to pay us to do this and all that business. And yeah, I think we're uh, we're still a little ways off from that, maybe. Whether it's practicing, you know, five hours a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, taking lessons and going to school and everything, and just eating, sleeping. You have to be passionate. You have to have passion. That's you do. That's yeah. the whole thing. You have to have passion. You have direction. And uh, I would say that when I was younger, that uh, wasn't something that I possessed enough to uh to have ever like every every kid dreams of being a a sports star or or a musician or something like that and i just wanted to wrench on cars and fornicate and uh you know that kind of stuff so you you oh i did it again Uh, oh my goodness (laughs) all right say a word and i'll and i will beep it into that (laughs) um fornicate is that is that better okay that's perfect or screw or no, that's um, you're good <laughs> okay are, are you sure yeah all right yeah. i wanted to make sure because i mean i had like take the skin boat to tuna town or <laughs> take the log straight to the beaver you know <laughs> or something like that <laughs> well i don't think any of those are necessary i think i think, I think fornicate's probably good enough um, you know, yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, there's a good chance that I was uh, involved in some cunnilingus and uh, maybe some uh, mammary sports, also perhaps a little anal play. I don't know. Did you say mammary sports? I did because that was the only way I could think to say it that didn't, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't vulgar. I guess I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> playing some titty games you know i don't know this was aired in 1987 and it starts with a wendy's chili commercial in which wendy's chili is new wow can you think of a time when it wasn't their signature menu item but the funny thing is wendy's chili might have been new in 1987 but the meat and it still came from 1984 Yep. <laughs> I used to work at a Wendy's. There was a term called ch- that we we used to say it was chili meat, and uh, I'm not going to go into any detail on it. But I still eat their chili because I know how they make it. But there were other people that I told the story of when I worked there that refused to eat it after that. So, I mean, I, I'm kind of one of those. You know, you eat a peck of dirt before you die. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like I probably eat about 16 pounds of cat hair a week in my house. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't want people spitting in my food or anything like that, but as long as it is a food at one time and it's in my food, I'm probably going to be okay with it for the most yeah. part. Yeah. I mean, a certain amount of grossness like that, you know, 16 parts per million spiders in my in my <laughs> peanut butter. I'm all right with that. <laughs> I love how it's so specific, spiders. Like, they actually took the time to break down what the different insect parts are. I oh, didn't need to know nasty. who the guy was that went, all right, guys, I tried the 17 parts per million spiders, and uh, it's gross. That was just a little too much for me. It almost reminded me of a semi-crunchy peanut butter. Let's knock it back to 16 and see where it's at. And he tried that, yeah. and he was like, "All right, I think we got. I think we got it here." Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, I, I do wonder how they come up with that metric and be like, "Yeah, um, this is a good ratio right here." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That is one of my that is one of my favorite stories to tell people. Like invariably, at one point in time, at least a couple times a year, somebody will say something about peanut butter, and I'll be like, "Did you know that there's a certain parts per million that is acceptable in in spider parts?" And they're like, "Oh, that's gross!" And I'm like, "You'd be even more disgusted to learn how many spiders you eat accidentally while you're sleeping." <laughs> I don't remember what the number is, but I'm like, spiders are constantly dropping off of your ceiling and like you breathe oh, in and dude. it accidentally falls into your mouth and you eat it. I'm like, so, you know, you've are spiders are already a staple in your diet. You know that anyone with arachnophobia has turned the podcast off just now, right? Well, I'm sorry to those yeah. people who yeah. can't hear me say it anyway, but I know uh, we can't, we can't watchdog everything. And I don't, I just try, need to say, remember, I just wanted to say, I got a little shingle of chill of them coming hey, down off the ceiling and I'm not arachnophobic. In the just league. remember the spiders are there. You might be afraid of them, but you beat them. You ate them. They're gone. You just made one less spider in your house. You need to think of it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's sad because the spiders are useful. Well, I don't like, if, when I have a spider in my house, I don't want to take it outside because I know if it goes outside, it's probably going to get eaten by a bird in 15 minutes. It's natural selection, man. I mean, that's that's just the way it works. It's survival of the fittest. The spider that dropped into my mouth while I was sleeping wasn't doing anything you know, substantial at that point, I don't think. I'm, maybe yeah. they were like, I'm at the end of my life and I'm done. Yeah. And they just jumped into my mouth, knowing full well that I would be powerless to stop myself from eating them. <laughs> I don't know. I just I guess I will say with natural selection, you're right about that. If the spider climbs into your mouth mm-hmm. and allows you to eat it, that was that it's like it's jumping into the sarlacc pit, dude. It it knows what's up. I it's prefer killing to think, itself. That spider is killing itself. I prefer to think that maybe it was like one of those things like, dude, I'm going to go down here and climb into this person's mouth, take a picture of me quick. Yeah. And it all went horribly oh, wrong. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it all went horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> spider gags <laughs> uh, oh dude that's so much funnier than it should be and i don't know why <laughs> well imagining a spider taking a very human behavior well again, a very own. human and a very human choice <laughs> and you're also imagining a little spider camera and everything else so you know right 
it all it all it works on so many levels it's it's so ridiculous says it rained spiders in brazil last week that sounds absolutely terrifying (laughs) (laughs) i don't even have any other word for that i was just talking about eating something like that kind of you know joking about it yeah but if i walked outside and it was raining spiders i am absolutely positive that (laughs) i would shriek in a tone that was not natural to come out of my mouth and i would run (laughs) throwing my arms in all different directions while i was shrieking You know, yeah. I say that to my to my dad every now and again. I'll be like, "Hey, why don't you go thank yourself, pal?" You know, and he's like, <laughs> "I know what that means, but but thank you, thank you anyway, son. <laughs> I love you too." <laughs> <laughs> you you crazy scamp! You're a card, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get your sense of humor from your grandfather, obviously. I hate him too. <laughs> Could you imagine waking up one day and you suddenly grew an extra body part where you weren't expecting to find it? Like oh, an what? extra nose on your butt cheek or like a finger out the middle of your forehead? Hmm. How crazy would that be? Well, I'd freak the fidget spinner scout, first of all. Oh, I knew I could get you to do it again. I hate this episode. You said the fart word. I'm going to do this podcast until I'm dead, probably. I just don't see it ever stopping. Well, I think either that or until it stops being fun. <clears throat> when is that going to happen? I don't I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, you know that's what I mean. Like, I don't see it ever that ever happening. This is terrible. I don't enjoy talking about things, cracking jokes and yeah. and talking about what I want to talk about. Right. <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah, this is a terrible time. This is like a real kick in the balls. <laughs> yeah. I take I took it one up in the the pooper. <laughs> he got me in that nether region. And I was yeah. like, whoa. Yeah, I got one in the pooper when I was in I took a bullet in the pooper when I was in Nam last <laughs> week. Last week. Yeah, I go there sometimes. Yeah. It's a long flight, but it's worth it. Yeah. Whores down there are cheaper. They have the best Vietnamese food you'll ever eat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Straight out of the streets of Vietnam. Ho Chi Minh Trail. Mm, I'll tell you what. Did you ever eat the Ho Chi Minh Trail mix? <laughs> it's, got, it's got wasabi in it. <laughs> that was so stupid. Oh, my God. That was so dumb. I'm pretty sure wasabi is not like a Vietnamese. I don't don't have any idea. It was just a dumb thing that popped into my head, and I'm like, why don't I say that out loud?
giving it to you like, oh, fuck, I was wrong. God damn it, cock. Ah, I can't do that anymore. Oh, whew, that was that was pussy really bad. I don't <laughs> I don't think ass I can do that again. I mean, fuck, I don't I don't fuck, I don't fuck. I don't know. That's whew, that was terrible. Oh. Okay, I'm going to say just some alternate words, and okay. uh, you can join in with me if you like. Poop! Frack! Son of a biscuit! Crap! Dookie! Thank! Fart! <laughs> there you go, I think, I think that'll, that'll probably cover it. All right. Forking. <laughs> Clot. Clot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. Oh my god. Horse leggings. <laughs> Richard Bayshore. Oh, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to discuss really, really, really excessively long poops. <laughs> because you texted me at 9 o'clock p.m. and said, are we still recording tonight? And I'm just like, yeah. And you're like, all right, well, I'm fixing to take a dump. And I said, all right, so probably about 30 minutes then. You said accurate. And we... I was, I was pretty much done shitting within 30 minutes. Well, I had to, though, get all of my stuff together and move it and, <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> I just, I was worried that maybe you had done an Elvis on me, you know what I mean? Like, just oh. died on the goddamn toilet. I mean, I don't know. I, I do have to say that as I was sitting there, you know, contemplating, like, what to do with my time, I wrote a little song, and I'd like to sing it for you now. I'd love to hear it. All the poop in the world, all the poop in the world. Some people, they poop so slow, while others tend to go a little bit quicker, a little bit faster. But, oh, it's not an anal disaster. Either way, you are pooping with delight. I promise everything will be all right. There's no anal rage, no rectal cage, just a magic releasing of that filthy cave. All the poop in the world. That was nice. Thank you. And that I'm, very... glad that, I'm glad that you got it out of your system before the show because I need you focused. Oh, yeah, man. I, I tell you, I, uh, I had gone somewhere and I was out in my truck and uh, my significant other was sitting next to me, obviously, uh, because sitting in front of me would have been very strange when I was driving. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I ripped one and I'm not kidding. It hung in the truck, even though the window was down partially because i had the air conditioning running so it was pushing air out of the truck continually and it still lingered for a good five minutes inside the truck and i was like that that's a clear and present sign that i've got something in the chute and it needs to come out and if i hadn't gone before now i would probably be uncomfortably writhing in my seat right now yeah yeah and i'm not, and I'm of, not so well, you're not you're not distracted by the poop urge nope interesting yeah. 
you know, thing about Elvis, too, is that he died mere days after I was born. Oh. So, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a connection there. Interesting. I didn't Every time that. I grow sideburns, I think of him, and then I remember our connection. And uh, that's about as loose of a connection as I could possibly come up with for a celebrity, but I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> That and the fact that then for the next however many years, you're sort of not experienced. Yeah, right. I'm in another fucking area of the house and we still can't stop from yelling and talking close to where I'm at. I mean, for Christ's sake, I'm literally halfway across the house. It's not even a joke. (laughs) It never fucking fails. Nothing beats that place by my house. That little, they just recently remodeled it, but it was like a country kitchen kind of place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like diner food, and they've got the best. (laughs) The place where they thought that you and I were gay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Of course. I'm absolutely positive of that. (laughs) No. Yeah. Because we were about to record video for the, uh, for the, the gaming channel. Yeah. And, and, uh, we were, eating lunch beforehand yeah but they have some damn good brisket and they've got a house barbecue sauce it's got apple smoke it is so good so fucking good i don't care if they think i'm the gayest person on the planet and i think you're my partner i don't care i'll go in there i was fine with that i would i would take that barbecue sauce and slather your shorn anus in it and fucking go to town that's how good that stuff is I eat it on a man sausage. That's how good that sauce is. I was going to say, uh, Mission Barbecue has fantastic sauces. I have heard that Mission Barbecue is very good. Not Dude, yet. I eat no. there frequently, pretty frequently. When I, I shouldn't say frequently because it's not like I'm there every you know week or every two weeks, maybe about once a month. And depending on what time of the year it is and if I happen to be in the area, a few times a month. Mm-hmm. But uh, they have a sausage uh, – or sausage. Did I just say sausage? I had yes. sausage on the brain still from saying I'd put it on your man sausage, I guess. Mm, I guess so. Um, yeah, they have a sauce. That's a little concerning, <laughs> but hey, just just let it happen, man. It's beautiful and it's natural. It sounds delicious. It is. I'm making myself very hungry just thinking about it. I know. It. We've been talking about this. I literally just ate dinner mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about food again. <laughs> That's kind of par for the course, though, isn't it? It's yeah. like always hungry. That that would be my autobiography. If I ever wrote an autobiography, it'd be like it'd be me smiling at the, at you know on the front, you know, like maybe like some barbecue sauce on my face, mm. and I'll just say always hungry. <laughs> that's what yeah. That's what my parents would think that I should name my book because that's what they always tell me. Like, when can't you eat? That might be the name of mine with a little subs with like a little you know AKA. <laughs> Why can't I lose weight? That would be that would be the secondary title to it. <laughs> when aren't you hungry? Also known as or or I would say why or, or when can't you eat or why can't I lose weight? <laughs> That's what the name of the book would have to be. <laughs>
Because I, uh, you know, I have actually asked that question before, and then I look at, you know, the amount of times a day that I will eat something because I'm not because I'm bored, but because I'm genuinely hungry, and I'm like, damn. I just looked up at my ceiling, and I noticed that there's numerous holes. I didn't put any of them there. I wonder if there's any masturbating trolls up in there watching me while I'm talking to you. Jerking on their little troll penis. I don't think I know of any words that will rhyme here except for maybe talking about the planet of Venus. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I don't know, just... <laughs> It was good. No, it was a Came good up song. Came right off the top of my head, a little segue into something else, maybe. Yeah, no, it was a good song. It was a good <laughs> song. I found a bin in my garage or in my shed that uh, had a Mad Magazine movie special from like 1983. Wow. In it. Yeah. Uh, in absolutely horrible condition, the cover was missing. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, it's like hard to hold because the paper is so dry and brittle. It's like, eh, it feels horrible to hold in your hands. Like you want to wear, like you want to wear a pair of I just got a disease. Yeah. You, it's like, oh, I've got the mummy rot now. Uh, uh, oh, God. <laughs> There's always there's always another fun game to play called okay. Would You Rather. Oh no. All right. We've never we've never played Would You Rather on We here. haven't? No, I don't think we have. I think well maybe we did way back in the beginning. Yeah, I think we played that before. But yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Play some Would You Rather. Would you rather? Would you rather do something terribly disgusting or something terribly disgusting? So this is one of my favorite ones. I like to play this game with my kids at the dinner table sometimes because it is foul. Although I'm pretty sure that my kids now would be able to eat regardless of what was going on around them without getting sick. But would you rather sweat mayonnaise or have every bowel movement come out the size of a ripe, mature watermelon? Oh, God. Sweat mayonnaise, and I'm not just talking sometimes. Every time you sweat. I know, every time you sweat. Yes, right? and I sweat a lot, and I know you do too. Yes, I do. Oh. <laughs> I guess you would eventually get used to the pooping. But I mean, your record would like, be destroyed, but... Oh, it would be so distended, and it would be like a fucking elephant, like a flaccid elephant trunk just hanging at your rear end all the time. And you, and you would need a poop knife. A serious poop knife for that motherfucker. Oh God, yes. Well, I don't think you. I don't think you'd be able to really shit in indoors anymore. No, because even even with a poop knife, how would you? I mean, you'd have to become an expert at sectioning it quickly. Listen, nothing is stopping me from ending my own dreary existence after I've made my decisions. So I'm gonna go with the pooping. 
simply on the the uh, the I, the concept that the alternative seems lethal. <laughs> it doesn't seem survivable on the long term because but, bugs are going to come at you, and all kinds of fucking diseases are going to breed in the creases in your skin. No matter how often you bathe, there will you all- having to clean yourself is just. And off, uh, you know, byproduct of it. I think that if you lived in a very temperate area, um, i.e., uh, where it's cold all the time, you would have no problem. It would be a breeze. Hmm. You'd be able just to do your thing. Like you were in the fucking Arctic, it's always cold there. You'd be fine. You'd yeah. never sweat. Yeah, except that you never can get exercise again and you can never have sex again. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, even masturbating would probably be. A bit of a trigger. You imagine how much of a turnoff it would be if you were like, I would love to do this, but I know as soon as I do, I'm going to sweat, and then there's going to be fucking mayonnaise all over the room. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe your partner is into that. Who knows? (laughs) Hey, it's somebody who's a real mayonnaise uh, aficionado. Yeah. 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 All right, buddy. Uh, It's your turn. My turn, huh? Okay. Uh, Let's see. Would you rather have your eyelids stapled open? No. Okay. Would you rather have your eyelids permanently sutured open Mm -hmm. or permanently sutured closed? I think for me, I would have to be closed because if my eyelids were permanently sutured open, I would never be able to sleep and I wouldn't live very long. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would that would probably suck. I mean, yeah. you could cover your face with something, but you'd be pretty uncomfortable. Would you be able to sleep though without closing your eyes? I mean, is that a mechanism of being able to sleep that your eyes have to close or is I it think, just the darkness? I think that if your body is is I think if your body is tired enough, it will sleep through anything. <laughs> I think it'll find a way to sleep no matter what, because at a certain point it's going to be like, all right, well, I'm just not going to process anything coming in visually. I'm just going to turn that part of my brain off for eight hours and sleep because it's been three fucking days. I don't think it'd be very restful sleep and you'd probably slowly go insane, but you know, Mm -hmm. I, I have to agree with you. I think I'd probably go with the, um, I think I'd probably go with having him sewn shut. I mean, I wouldn't be able to see, but I would still be able to hear. I would still be able to sleep. I'd yeah. still be able to smell things, taste things. Although I get the feeling like there'd be some mean-spirited pranking going on. Yeah. <laughs> In a world like this, for sure. Yeah. This is a pretty awful world where we're presented with these choices. Yeah, right? Well, yeah. In this world here, everything is fucked up. This week, I'd like to share one of my old writings. So this was something that I wrote oh, about three some years ago. Ah. So this is based very loosely upon a person who works in my office building and who actually turned out to later when I finally got to talk to him to be a really nice but really boring man. When I say boring, it was in the fact that the only thing he ever had to comment on was, well, it's Monday. Oh, it's Tuesday. Hey, it's Wednesday, Thursday, almost Friday. It's Friday. Wow. You know, it's, it's 3 o'clock. 
it's four o'clock. It's Friday. It's four thirty. I'm out of here, guys. See ya. He, like it was pathetic. You know this. I mean, <laughs> really, really, really nice guy with a one track mind, and that was the weekend. And it was like I remember telling my boss, "He's like, that's so fucking sad, dude." <laughs> and my boss said that. He said that is so fucking sad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man he probably didn't say fucking but you know that it was you know i just i just wonder what it would be like and this is something that i can't wrap my head around what it would be like to be that even keel and like you know have everything be so normal that my routine could be saying you know like current weather conditions the day of the week it is and everything like yeah. like that and not and not find it to be you know annoying or unusual at all like this is this everything in my life is so vanilla that i'm just this is it man hey it's wednesday have a good day i'll see you tomorrow you know or something like yeah. that yeah yeah happy hump day yeah i just uh i, when I, you I have, have no fact, idea humped. what that's like yeah and, and then, in fact you have not humped anything in many years well, the other thing you need to know about this something well well i don't know uh the other thing you need to know about this man is that he has an enormous ass it's like a shelf type ass <laughs> Type of ass that you could like place a, a wine glass on, you know. I have, like I have not booty. seen that many men that have big asses like that. No, that's usually that's kind of a rarity. But when you start it's to say he rare. has an enormous, I almost I thought you were going to say cock for a second there, and no, I was like, no. wow. Well, I don't know about that, but I do in the book and the thing I'm about to read to you. Um, I do make assumptions about the size of his penis but awesome. it's only for it's only for for narrative purposes so without any further ado i'd like to present you with big butts onion ordeal <laughs> big butt slipped around the corner like a big, great big shaved and buttered up ape sliding against the wall with his naked body just because it felt great leaving a slimy gooey trail on it like a snail he was on his tiptoes and remarkably quiet and nimble for his size and unusual shape. Time or genetics or both had warped him into a, into a misshapen thing with a massive protruding butt like an ancient wooden fetish of an, of an African fertility goddess. He was short and squat with a fat head and no discernible neck. Maybe once he was not malformed in this way, but time is a cruel mistress and she will give you blue balls just because she can. And when your guard is down, she'll jab a thing up your butt and put pictures of you on the internet. There isn't a damn thing you can do about it. But enough about me. We were talking about Big Butt. Slip, slipping and sliding along the wall with joyful, childlike abandon, Big Butt's glasses were far too greasy with the aromatic combination of coconut oil, tallow, and petroleum jelly he had slathered onto his body to be of service to anyone, least of all himself. This is why he used the wall like a kind of sideways track to compensate for his inability to see. He pushed the side of his body against the wall, his arm up so his armpit was flush against it. Occasionally, he would pause, press his balls <laughs> and dig against the wall, and thrust his hips against it for a moment, as if people were in his office were already traumatized enough by his wanton display of greasy, pale, morbid ob obesity. It was because of his onion allergy, you see. 
That morning being a Thursday, Big Butt treated himself to seven eggs, sausage, and cheese biscuits from a fast food restaurant. But little did he know that in one of the sandwiches, instead of a delicious sausage patty, the confused employee who was new and therefore cannot be faulted for his mistake had placed between the leaves of the scrumptious biscuit an entire raw Vidalia onion. When Big Butt ate, he did so with such concentration that often he had to take his pants and shirt off to do it right. And that is what he did on this fine spring morning. He sat in his car, eating without tasting or even very much chewing, packing away breakfast sandwich after breakfast sandwich before his bastard stomach could betray him by announcing that it was full. As such, he did not even notice the end. By the time he arrived at work, he was sweating profusely and speaking fluent Arabic, having dis- having never studied the language. Carefully attaching his employee badge to his nipple, he left his car, wearing only black socks, wingtip shoes, and a pair of white briefs, and charged through the build through the building to his office, where he oiled up like a wrestler. It was then that he stormed out of his office and announced to the world at large that he was ready to be a real boy, and tore his underwear away from his body like Hulk Hogan on and methamphetamine, resit, feeling a sad, tiny penis even by fat people standards. Now reaching the copier machine, he banked a hard left, nearly falling over, ranting wildly about the failure of his generation to truly embrace the collective works of Dr. Dre. He found himself at the spare desk where kept, where were kept a motley variety of paper plates, cups, utensils, and several rolls of aluminum foil. The lattermost he rapidly unfurled from its box, not bothering with the handy built-in serrated cutter and placed the end in his mouth. He proceeded to chew on the foil, drawing in more and more of it to his mouth until he could hold no more before removing it, tearing it free, tossing it aside, and starting again. He was halfway through his third roll of aluminum foil when the police officers arrived. Standing at a reasonably safe distance, the officers, one of whom was a Scientologist, announced themselves and commanded him to put the foil down and lay face down on the ground and put his hands behind his back. Big Bot spun in their direction, tore his glasses off his face and flung them wildly away, announcing they were no longer necessary. Tase me, he shouted, slapping his hands against his chest, stomach, and thighs in a rhythmic fashion. Tase me, I am so very oily for you. The officers, confused, look at one another looked at one another, and in that split second, Big Butt charged at them with a speed that was nearly superhuman and ate the Scientologist in three massive bites. His lawyer had difficulty with the plea bargain, even with Big Butt's mental state taken into consideration. But in the end, he was sentenced to 600 hours of community service. Local post-metal stoner shoegaze band Awful Falafel wrote a 45-minute song about him, the lyrics of which were simply, Cop Eater, He Ate a Cop, Yeah, repeated over and over again to the sound of heavily distorted guitars and whale song. Wow. (laughs) And that is the story of Big Butt's ordeal. The tinfoil part, literally, to this exact moment, is still making me uh, uncomfortable. Just if that story doesn't—if there isn't something in that story to make you uncomfortable, you failed some sort of litmus test. Like you've been proven to be a cyborg. I mean, you know, the gratuitous nudity and and oiliness and everything—I wasn't, but chewing on tinfoil. Oh man. Literal, it makes my mouth hurt. I can, I can fucking taste it. Eating an entire raw onion is another thing that would set people off. Yeah, but, I mean, it would, it would really kick my acid reflux into overdrive. I can guarantee you that because I ate some very strong onion uh, not too terribly long ago, and I eat onion a lot. 
but it was raw onion and it did uh, give me an upset stomach and I was burping up onion for like the next fucking 12 hours. But the tinfoils really got me. Well, yeah, (laughs) I threw that in as a special treat for it's it's not very often that you can render me, you know, that disgusted (laughs) by something, but that really did it. You yes. know that I want to hear the story about what happened the other day because you, you hinted this to me in the most vague. basic of terms, yeah. in vague of terms, that I basically I have I have a uh, a location, no setting, no characters, no nothing. So I've so, been curious of this. So uh, I was on my way home. I had to run an errand on uh, Thursday afternoon, and on my way home, I'm driving through Middletown, and I stopped at a pizza place. I mm-hmm. called in ahead, and I and I just ordered like you know just some dinner. And uh, when I pull in, pull in, I uh, throw my car in park. I get out, lock the door, start walking across the street. This car is driving very slowly, and. At first, I thought they were slowing down to let me pass, but then I realized they were just creeping right up and just came to the point where if I had walked any further, they would have struck me. And I'm standing there and I go, really? Are you fucking? I don't think I even swore. I think I was so incredulous. I was just like, are you serious? And she just looked up at me, never (laughs) took her phone out of her hand. She just looked up at me like a goblin. Like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> is, you know, this this white woman with brown, stupid mop-like hair, just mousy brown, this goblin face. Ah, get out of my way! Ah. There are real, there are real trolls among us. There are, and her windows rolled all the way up, and I could tell, like, she was just like, I don't know if she was on something or if she was just did not give a shit but this guy on the sidewalk the older guy he's like jesus christ and um and i'm like yeah really he's like i would have kicked her quarter panels like i didn't really want to get the cops involved you know i don't want to break my foot either yeah i'm not not in the mood for for because and then so this other guy's like she never put her phone down i was like you know i thought about saying something but i thought this is the woman who will scream and cause a, a fit and she's gonna swear in front of your kid and he's like yeah i think i think i would uh i think i'd rather not have that around either and i was like yeah and then i went in and picked up my food but man i could she not could also be-, be the one to pull a gun on you that's true like you just don't know people are so someone who's doing that doesn't have it all together I my personal mm. guess is that she was on painkillers. She yeah. was just she looked dead to the world. Her eyes were just glazed. There was no. They, that's the thing. There was actually no menace, as far as I could tell, in her eyes. Maybe she is working at a nuclear power plant and had to come up with a new way to secure the rods uh, as they were being cooled by the water of a local river. Okay. And uh, she was <laughs> focusing so hard on that while she was driving uh, that she lost track of her speed, her direction of travel, and everything else around her. <sighs> Maybe. 
that was a very specific example. <laughs> but why she found herself in a strip mall? I I don't I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> you know, just find I find that a little odd. But she doesn't know? know how she got there either. She started off in another state. <laughs> That's why she looks so haggard. Yeah, not like Merle Haggard. You know, uh, I've, I've I've never seen anyone behave like that before. I mean, I have. That's the thing. I've seen people behave like that, but I've never gotten to see their face before. Like usually, it's like in passing, and it's usually like an angry face. But in this case, it was just this woman who had the dullest look on her face, <laughs> like barely any comprehension there at all. ones that come out of a freezer in a bag are the bane of my fucking existence. I hate fucking Mamma Mia, whatever the hell the brand is. And I apologize if I said the name and it's a good brand of something, but those fucking meatballs that come out of the freezer are disgusting. They taste like, they taste like rubbery fucking meat. And you know what? If if you can't take the time to make meatballs homemade out of real meat, then don't have them. Finally, you and I agree on something about a, a, a food stuff. <laughs> about food, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree with you. If you can't oh, be bothered, I hate to make freezer a, meatballs. How hard is to make? What 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 goes into a fucking meatball? Okay, let's see. Uh, onions, meat, onions, spice, peppers, some. Like fucking basil, some tarragon, Just a little bit of oregano, maybe oregano, marjoram, or however you. Pronounce I mean, that. you know, it's 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 a very simple thing uh, to make meatballs. I mean, and then you put them in a ball form and you cook them in the oven or in your pressure cooker or your crock pot with sauce or whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And here you have a good tasty meatball that is like you know, like if you. You broke open a hamburger. How you got the? And speaking of that, I don't like the freezer burgers either. You know, yeah. you break open a freshly made hamburger. It's got the, like that meat texture to it. These fucking meatballs that come out of the freezer. It's like breaking open a super ball and chewing on the inside of it. I really I don't, hate it. I really do not understand the pre-made burgers in the grocery store. I don't um, understand it. How hard is it to make a fucking hamburger patty? You get the hamburger. And here's the part that people don't like, and this is mm-hmm. why they buy the pre-made burgers. You gotta put your hands on the meat, okay? You gotta put your hands on the meat. <laughs> here's the thing: oh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't take Fucking quite pussy. as hard of a I don't take quite as hard of a view on that. If you're talking about the ones you can get in the meat section that are made of real beef, I think that's that's kind of a, a fun or not a fun, maybe a good convenience for for elderly people who maybe can't uh, have a pain forming uh, patties oh, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for making me feel like. However, ha- however. The ones that come in the freezer that are like in the box that have the paper stuck to them that you can never seem to get off. And then you invariably end up eating a piece of freezing or freezer wax paper. Yeah. Um, those ones there, I, I don't get. I've heard that for every like 20 pounds overweight you are, 50 pounds overweight you are, that your body obscures a certain amount of your penis because because your uh, your pubic mound, for lack of a better way of putting it, uh, 
gets fatty deposits on it. So yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. I mean, so, I've, I, I'm not going to talk of my own personal experience, but yeah. I think for every, I think for, let's see, based on my weight, I'm going to say for every, every 25 pounds, it's about six uh, visible inches. <laughs> yes because uh, i normally had an 18 inch pecker and now you know flaccid yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. you're either a shower or a grower that's what i say and now i'm neither <laughs> i have to lay on my back and push down on that fat <laughs> Oh God! It's like a fucking um, like a Air Jordan. You gotta like pump it. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, you know what they say, man. Anything's a dildo if you're brave enough. Even uh, a Pringles can. Crunch, 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 <laughs> crunch. Oh my God! I can't believe I fit it. Oh God! It's suctioned. I just distended my bowels. Um, you, you know what I've been on a kick for lately, though, and this is this is one that uh, could could be a bad thing for me is um, Snyder's uh, hot buffalo wing pretzels. Oh yeah. Oh my god! I bought yeah. a case of them because they were really cheap, and uh, I've already. I think I got the this case, and I think the case is six bags. Mm -hmm. uh, I got it probably about a month, a month and a half ago, and I've already eaten three bags out of it. Jeez. And By myself. Oh, like, your fingers get coated in that, yeah. that like funky whatever it is, and and you got to like bite it off with your fucking – like scrape but it off. They with are teeth. so good. You oh know what that God. reminds me of? I know we've had conversations about combos before, and you don't mm -hmm. you don't like the pretzel ones as much as yeah, the Yeah, I do ones. not, no. But I True. like I like the pretzel ones personally. That's just me. But regardless of whether they were cracker or pretzel, pretzel was just easier to do what I wanted to do, which mm -hmm. was to break open the pretzel log, pry it apart, and dig out the cheese. Um, I'm thinking of the consistency of the cheese right now. Somewhere between powder and <laughs> and a semi-solid um somewhat moisturized uh wax i don't know that's I, that's, I, what, I would, that's what the inside of it I reminds have, me i of. have a lot of experience a lot of experience with this and i'm gonna say imagine probably the basically cheese powder from mm -hmm. a uh craft macaroni and cheese dinner mm -hmm. that cheese mm. powder brought to a liquid consistency about that of soft play-doh and a little slightly stickier. Mm. Well, I would dig these out of the channels in the and the pretzel. Set the pretzel aside. Set the cheese aside. Continue to do this for the entirety of a bag. Mm -hmm. Eat the pretzels, and then form the cheese into one massive grotesque cheese ball. I I don't know why, but I swear I've seen you do this. You didn't see me do it, but I have told you this story in an episode of I, Hammer Watch. I, I, I can very, I, I mean, I can visualize it. So that's, I mean, I have a very vivid imagination. So, and then I would, I would slowly eat and suck and lick that cheese ball down to nothing. <laughs> you said suck that cheese ball. That's, uh, that's a visual for me. Yep, yep, yep. 
Just I imagine see, I've how seen you eat a box of banquet uh, fried chicken, so I know what that looks like. You know what it's like to watch me eat, yes. Yeah, I do, I do. You know the horror that is watching yeah, Tom eat. I wouldn't say that it's a horror. I would just say that, that you... Oh, I'd um, say it's a horror. You are... Uh, you are very interested in getting every last crumb out of anything you eat you get yes. your money's worth out of your food i can i can verify damn that right you're damn right without that a doubt i can verify i think you have probably even eaten things you didn't like just because you got them and you were like i'm gonna fucking eat it because it's here i don't I got eat you. the normal amount of spaghetti which is a cup or half a cup, which well, is like the tiniest, babyest amount of Some of these of fucking... servings are not for grown-ass people. No. Let's be honest. No, a, a half fucking, a cup of pasta? Fucking, yeah, a half a cup of cereal and a quarter cup of milk? Who go are you f- joking with yeah. that? Go fuck yourself. That's not... No one's eating that. The only thing you're going to do oh. is make me angry with that amount of food. Oh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. get pissed. I'm full. <laughs> oh, no. It's oh. not like it's oatmeal where that shit gets down into your stomach and you're like, I feel like I ate a raft. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's it's not like that. Yeah, when like I get cookie crisp or something like that, and I'm like, oh, what's serving size? And it says like a half a cup, and I'm like, are you serious? I will okay. sit and eat an entire box of cookie crisp just despite the serving size on the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Mike, you know those um, those army, <laughs> you know those like little plastic army men, yes. the green ones. Cuba you know aware of them. You know how you could rub them against concrete and they'd melt away and become smooth. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna do to your dick, your balls, and your fucking taint. Oh, you're gonna touch them though. So I'm gonna grind them for me. I'm gonna grind them down <laughs> to they're a smooth, perfect sheet of plastic. You're gonna turn me into a eunuch. I'm going to turn you into a eunuch and then I'm going to fill your butt crack with spackle and I'm going to sand that fucking thing nice and smooth and I'm going to paint it over so you have one contiguous I'm going to look like Ken. You're going to look like Ken. I'm going to look like an overweight, bearded, hairy Ken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just do me a favor. When you do all this grinding down, um, <laughs> just uh, make sure that you don't disturb some of the hair in the area because I work really hard to, to make it look good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't really thinking that far ahead, but yeah, if you want me to. Uh, you weren't thinking that far, but you just talked about spackling my butt shut. Yeah, but you're right. No, you're right. I didn't think about hair. I'm yeah. going to have to suture some hairs into the part that I spackled to make Just it look. Just get, get a merkin. A merkin? No. I mean, it's not that thick, is it? Well, no, but I'm saying a merkin would make it very easy to just, you know, stitch it in around the edges and it'll look great. I, and it could actually cover up the uh, the wounds and everything, too. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we could try that. Uh, you know, I just like I just like describing Merkins. I was driving with my dad a couple of weeks ago, and I asked him if he knew what a Merkin was, and he didn't. So I had the joy of telling him about that. And I'm still at a loss for unless you're doing theme nights in your bedroom and you wanted to do a 1970s Superbush, how does a Merkin fit into an average everyday life? That's that's what I need to know. I need a story that explains to me how a Merkin 
uh, you know, made a huge difference in your life. Unless it was, again, you know, like, oh, my husband always wanted to sleep with a blonde or we were having 70s night, <laughs> you know, or something like that. Like what, what, like, is there, is there like a real market out there for this? Like a toupee? You know, I, don't I don't think that Merkins are a commonly used thing now. I, 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 to be honest, I cannot think of a really good reason for a Merkin to exist. Except, except, okay, so except if the clientele for a brothel was really, really into thick pubic hair. Hmm. And you wanted to have an edge. But that's a gamble you have to make before the client shows up. You have to say, today I feel lucky and I'm going to wear the Merkin and I'm going to win the customer. Or today I think the customer is going to like my slightly more patchy look, my natural look, as opposed to the thick, luxurious Hmm. texture of my Merkin. Apparently, uh, it's a big thing in Hollywood because I see here that uh, Rooney Mara wore a Merkin in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. So I guess if you shave all the time, uh, it could be useful for photos and, and movies and stuff like that. This is called Don't Loose the Juice. Don't Let Loose the Juice. Uh oh. Big Butt was in another dull and dreary meeting on yet another dull and dreary day. The outside air was thick and moist and chilly, like the loose vestiges of his sex life. Big Butt was the sort of person to get along with anybody, and Lumpkins was no exception. (laughs) Although Lumpkins himself didn't seem to like anyone or anything. This was not out of any sort of misanthropy. Lumpkins was simply required to spend 100% of his time and energy preventing his entire body from falling apart like a poorly balanced stack of sliced cold cuts. On page 37, I'll bring your attention to the Columbia modules A through F, which attenuate the grumple stands and bring them into line with the flisms. Something I know you've all been asking about since last quarter when the speaker droned on in a single monotonal breath like the anthropomorphic personification of severe tinnitus. Titanitis. Big, <laughs> Big Butt's attention wandered again, and he walked around the room as his... co-workers' eyes glazed like donuts, their hands shaking from caffeine withdrawal, their spines bent in unnatural positions from years of hunching in front of monitors. These were people that moved with a sort of lumbering lumbago of an overly fed undead, sheer momentum moving them forward as as they swayed back and forth in the controlled fall of a body whose knees, ankles, and hips can no longer be properly trusted to work. Lumpkins didn't walk like that because moving that quickly would put too much stress on his midsection, which had the shape and structural integrity of a spoiled pear. To clip hard against a semi-rigid surface would be to risk his skin splitting, spilling juice everywhere. And of course, (laughs) Bigfoot knew what this juice was, in this case, a massive torrent of liquid shit which always pressed against his sphincter, ready to burst forth at any time with little warning. An irritable, irritable bowel syndrome was just one of his many health issues. What about the ample stank? Have we addressed this issue with the grumble dinkies not aligning with the ropels? Someone asked, more to have their voice heard than out of any actual interest in the subject matter. Lumpkins offered as a reply. 
I'm glad you asked that, Stephen, since presenter with a slightly less emotion and a ball bearing before continuing on with her speech without in any way in shape or form addressing the person whose name was not Steve. Question. <laughs> Lumpkins announced, doubling over slightly. Oh, man, said Rich, sniffing the air and looking up from the game he was playing on his phone. Who, burnt curry, who mixed curry with burnt plastic and stink bugs? Lumpkins stood and shuffled <laughs> out the door. He returned several minutes looking, later, looking no less relieved or comfortable. It occurred to Big Butt that this was a man, if left to his own devices, would never stop pooping. There would always be more, as if he was being magically teleported into his small intestines, and it was only a matter of practicality that he ever left the bathroom. He pictured Lumpkin's home to be a collection of toilets, bidets, economy packages of toilet paper, and a shotgun for that special day when he mustered the courage to finally use the damn thing. As if to confirm his suspicions, Lumpkins, upon sitting, involuntary barked out, <laughs> Big Brother, Big Butt briefly considered getting a roller and seeing, <laughs> seeing if he could poke a hole in Lumpkins' soft, watery body in hopes of possibly relieving some of the built-up pressure. He decided against this, realizing that this was a man for whom a laser pointer cat toy would slice him like a lightsaber and to actually poke him with anything substantial would be to awful invite awful death upon anyone within that within what seemed to reason would be a 15 foot blast radius he wondered how the man actually traveled to and from his home and the only image he could conjure up was that of a car in which all the airbags had been intentionally deployed and kept that way permanently to act as a sort of comfort tube to softly cushion him against the bumps and jostles that a simple car ride would have him endure. What did Lumpkins do here anyway? They'd been working together in the same division for 16 years and he had never met the, heard the man talk, his grunts notwithstanding. And while he could easily picture this man as a sort of living trash bag full of uh, French onion soup, he absolutely could not picture him doing anything remotely productive or useful to society. No task, no matter how menial or low energy, would suit this man because generally in order to have any sort of workflow, one must be at one's desk for more than three minutes between <laughs> bathroom breaks. <laughs> he wondered not for the first time if some people existed in the organization simply to fulfill some sort of arcane quota established by the Human Resources Department to appease whatever special interest group had lobbied their pet favorite pot, pot, pet politician in the office in order to get their agenda codified codified into law or could it be that this man represented a justification of the sanitation and building maintenance budget after all this was a government office perhaps a certain amount of toilet paper was needed to be used and a certain number of toilet bowls needed to be broken and replaced in order to keep the staff in those departments from being laid off perhaps perhaps lumpkin was, was being employed by sanitation who do you work for, Lumpkins? He said aloud, his train of thought causing him to forget he was in a small room <laughs> with many people. There was an awkward silence, finally broken by when Lumpkins bent over, fully doubled, his eyes closed in agony, and let out a prolonged and tortured, Oh, Lumpkins, ever changed, buddy, said Rich, and everybody laughed, except <laughs> for Lumpkins, who'd already gotten up to go to the bathroom again. <laughs> oh, another descriptive disturbing imagery <laughs> <laughs> again uh, based on a real guy lumpkins that's what i call my uh, my mom's one cat fuzzy lumpkins it was a, a character from the powerpuff girls if i'm not mistaken fuzzy lumpkins 
Yeah, I think it was the name of a character from the Powerpuff Girls. I call him that because he's, I call him fat ass and stuff like that too, because you know he's a extremely obese cat. Mm. Mm. I'm a jerk, but uh, you know. You know, I'd love to hear more about that, but that sounds like a story for another time. You cocksucker. That's right. That's right. I stole it from you. <laughs> oh, man. That means you need to close up the episode. That's going to fucking, that's going to sit with me for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>